Everybody, welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined as always by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? I'm doing well, and you know we're going to get into this in the show. But I realized something is that uh, we we each have our own names and our persona names, much like oh. the members of D12, the band we're talking about. <laughs> That's true. So we're kind of the Stand By Your Band. We're the SB4. That's <laughs> what I would say. I like that. That's that's good shit. What's uh yeah, I almost want us to have secondary nicknames too. Let's get it up to let's get it up to nine or six. Sorry. Yeah, you could do the whole uh, the whole ghost face thing, go, you know, couple deep. Yep, yep. By the way, our guest today is Dan Yang. And I forgot, Dan, before I brought you in, uh, is there anything that's like off limits to to ask you about today? No, I think it's all it's all on table. Much like D twelve, there's a there's no limits to what I'm willing to say. <laughs> okay, uh, your funeral, buddy. <laughs> um, all right, how are you, Dan? It's good to see you. Yeah, doing good, doing good. I uh, just took a devastating L in this iPhone game I play when I'm pooping and uh, recovering <laughs> from that. Now, what game would that be? It's uh, it's called Soccer Stars. Okay. Where, uh, I commandeer three little circles and uh, against someone else's three little circles, and we try to get a soccer ball into a net. Do and, you uh, play against? Th- see, this sounds like one of those games that I'd get tricked into bu- into not buying, but downloading, and then uh, get obsessed with it. Is this one where you're actually playing against a real person? You playing against uh, like a computer? What's the deal? They they have avatars, so I'm led to believe they're real people, but. I have no actual way of knowing, but that's like how I feel about just... the golf game I play on my phone. Where I'm like, how is this possible that I'm playing with somebody? Because <laughs> Wait, which golf game are you playing? So I accidentally got suckered into. I stopped playing it because now I have Mario Golf, and I, you know, there's only so many damn games that I can be playing that are golf related at one time. But I was playing a game called Golf Rival, which I found out is the knockoff of another golf game that's apparently better. So I'm fucking up. I mean, I I feel like I'm drinking uh, RC Cola over here. That's a good good hobby to pick up over quarantine. Golf Mm -hmm. Rivals sounds fun. But yeah, it's the same thing. They show me an avatar and I'm like, I guess this is a person, but I don't really understand how it's uh, that's possible. But. There you go. And, and avatars is kind of what uh, D12 and I guess this show is all about. That's true. Exactly. Exactly. Let's, you're right. Let's just get in there. There's a lot of drama surrounding uh, this group we're going to be talking about today. And uh, I want to get straight into it because I think that there's enough to cover that we got to, we got to get into it. Um, and there's drama surrounding you being the guest, apparently, that I just read. <laughs> um, a lot of people are pissed off. They're haters. Uh, they they think it should have been Nate Fridson, and uh, that's too bad. He wrote three <laughs> different comments on the fucking uh, huh. Facebook thread. So and there's not a lot of comments on there. So a lot of them, <laughs> that's my bad, because I also promoted Good God today on my facebook and i can only post so much i have you know i don't think that facebook lets you get seen too much on there you know i i'm blaming the algorithm for this uh mm. the l that i'm taking on uh facebook i will today. say you know nate nate's done the show twice he's a great guest but uh he chose to do the cherry popping daddies <laughs> and i'm curious if we look through the text thread if he did not 
pitch D12 he might have. fuck you but that uh, is the I'm ultimate here. rivalry though D12 versus <laughs> Cherry Pop and Daddies they used to That's fight true. the streets he picked a side <laughs> and, I do uh, recall a lot of blood when, uh, shed. when you did ask my first choice would, was going to be Sublime and you said that that's been done several times over yeah. it sounds like yes because who was doesn't like a, love Sublime a, a very early pitch and then uh, that's what we did on the live show too with Tim McLaughlin uh, where he was famously called uh, beautiful or something like that. <laughs> Still shocks me to my core. It's uh, accurate. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hot guy. I learned that night, um, but at least by Chicago standards. <laughs> anyway, um, no, he's a handsome man. And he was just on the Patreon, which you can get on for $3 a month. Oh, you yeah. can hear him doing uh, family guy impressions. I also, guess that's uh, not a good sales pitch. <laughs> to, uh, to, to Nate's point, I feel like because uh, he is a famed Michigander, mm-hmm. little secret about your boy right here. I'm actually I was born in Michigan. Whoa! There you go. So, uh, yeah, you know, even though I, I feel like I try to play off this, uh, you know, Bay Area, and then I've been living in New York, like coastal elite vibe. I'm, you know, Mister Worldwide. I got a little Michigan <laughs> in me. <laughs> yes, the famous Mister Worldwide from Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you have every right. It's in your blood that uh, you you were destined to defend D12 uh, today. And if you guys don't know, uh, if you're not familiar with D12, you know, I didn't even text Jared. I should have. I just assumed. I'm going to text him right now and say, I'm going to assume you have no thoughts on D12. And I I feel like I'm going to be right. He's the type to think D12 is a vitamin. Dang. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. Yeah, baby. Uh, You got to get it. Uh, son does it or something. I almost made that in the Twitter thing, but I was all stressed out. I was like, I don't even have time to make a joke in the fucking <laughs> uh, in the uh, post about this. That's how you know you're busy, man. No time to make a joke. No time. <laughs> There's no time for jokes in this day and age. In Biden's economy, come on, <laughs> it's all sincerity. Uh, I'm assuming you have no thoughts on D12. Okay, I sent it. Um. Yeah, so for those of you uh, listening who might not be familiar, because some people do just... I love when people say they listen no matter who they... Like, what the band that's being defended is, because that's the way to enjoy this show. So so many great episodes are bands that you would never know anything about. Um, the word is in from Jared. What do you what do you think he said, Tommy? I said um, to you, I'm guessing you have no thoughts on uh, D12. He's going to say you guessed right or something like that. He just said none. One word. <laughs> He's the master of none. <laughs> I, that's true. He's, he needs to be careful about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So D12 is a Detroit uh, group of, uh, of rappers and uh, M&M's kind of like jumping off uh, group as well. Uh, is that is that how you would describe them? I mean, I feel like that's what most people associate D12 with. Yeah, I feel like that's uh that's actually a more holistic way of saying it because I was going to say they are his jump off group, but then he went, he kind of popped off, and he went back and brought yeah. his boys along, and it always felt like it was Eminem's way of being like, see, actually, you know, do have black friends here? They are <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> my black friend move. <laughs> there's five of them, and they all think they're two people. So there's like ten. Of them, <laughs> so there, I made them be two people each, so that I could say I have ten black friends. It would be funny if the alter ego thing. They all thought it was super lame, but just because M was like super rich, like I guess we can play along with this slim shady thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So get us into into D12. What is your history with uh, with D12? 
Man, so yeah, I mean, I feel like like all, uh, I guess, what are we, millennials? I got really into Eminem yeah. as a kid, mm-hmm. so I got super into just researching him. That's kind of what I did when I liked something was read about it, and um, yeah, found out by D12 through that. They first showed up on the, uh, as far as I know, on the Marshall Mathers LP, at least in terms of like pop music, and it was just also an opportunity for me to be like, go to school and tell all my friends like, well, you guys like Eminem, but do you know about D12? You know, I was mm. kind of that big asshole. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> when the first CD dropped, I obviously got it. That was also the first like rap album I had that was unedited. All my Ooh. other ones. Yeah. I had to get the censored version. So this time I was hearing all the good stuff. <laughs> and, I'm uh, hearing, uh, oh, go ahead, Tommy. No, I was going to say you weren't hearing Purple Hills, which is <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe the funniest radio edit in history. <laughs> is that what they actually did with it? They changed Purple yeah. Pills to Purple Hills. That sounds it's... worse somehow. That's like more <laughs> fucked up. It's bigger. A hill is much bigger than a pill. And then if I, uh, I think the video was them then just walking around on like CGI Purple Hills. It was all yes. very literal back then. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, the line is something like, because he says, like, climbed a mountain, but I haven't, like, nothing's better than these purple hills. And it's like, what is the metaphor in this edit? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was a weird thing about the edited stuff back then, too, is, like, on the CDs, they would say, like, shit and, you know, bitch and stuff, but they would edit out smoke and stab, which I think is almost a better way of editing things. But as a kid, it was like, damn, I'm still getting a lot of bang for my buck here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First unedited. See, I I think I've told a, at least some version of this story on this podcast before, but I was such a little bitch as a kid and I was so worried cuz I loved uh I loved the song Stan so much. I have the, the real slim shade all that shit. I I was really into it. And my older sister gave me his uh the Marshall Mathers LP and I was like is, is there is there an edited version of this? Like you wanted it, was too, it was too <laughs> fucked up for me. <laughs> and I was worried because the cover or the, not the cover, but the album art is like, so like disturbing that, or it's not that disturbing, but it's him like with a bloody shirt or whatever, whichever one that was. Um, yeah. 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 I was worried my mom would see it and I'd be in trouble. So I was like, I wanted like a, a you know the a radio friendly version of of Eminem at that time in my life, and then of course, oh, short shortly after, I was like, oh, I of course prefer the regular. Give me that raw <laughs> shit. But that's when "Kill You" was changed to "Kiss You." <laughs> 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 Bitch, I oh, want to kiss you. <laughs> just a six pants on the richer cover. <laughs> but Tom, I, I feel you on that. I, I was also kind of uh, afraid of some of the unedited and like. I remember one of the actual the artwork on the disc itself was like a giant Vicodin pill, mm-hmm. like cartoonishly trying to eat him. And at the time, obviously, I had no idea what that was. I was just like, is this going to be an issue in my adult life based on the music <laughs> I listen to? It's so funny to think back to that version of Eminem that was so unfiltered and kind of scary at times, like to what he does now where it's like it's now it is what i would have wanted then like now it's like yeah i mean we've made fun of it to no end on the show but hit that trump thing he did is one of oh, the most embarrassing things i've ever seen in my life just him in a fucking garage and he's orange <laughs> <laughs> him calling donald trump orange is one of the most pathetic lines i've ever heard and look is the man 
a walking Cheeto? Sure. <laughs> New rule. Like Eminem um, was just, he was just more excited to like show that he could rhyme with orange than like. Yes. Yeah. I feel like as comedians were too busy about the joke, but my man's a lyricist. He's just about the rhymes, you know? True. Do you guys think, uh, I mean, I assume you guys were, you know, somewhat into Eminem at least. Do you think if that stuff came out now, like as, you know, the real some shady as adults, do you think we would find it like as a kid say cringe or would we like it? The real some shady. That is a good question because on one hand, I think it depends on how old I was and stuff, but because I can't really say, you know, I, I'm not growing up right now, so I don't have the, the, the teenage eye, which is what uh, Tommy's girlfriends have. But I, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. That's tough because if you think about it. It's like a lot of this shit, like even if it's not, you know, it's not PC, but, you know, a lot of people still do like shit like this now i mean look at a lot of the popular comedy shit is like this where it's like it might be considered cringy but it's also very popular you know so it's yeah. uh it's hard to say i do think it would have in today's culture if it was the exact same lyrics i think it would have been made to believe that you were alt-right if you liked it i think that and yeah, so i would be right. afraid of that so i would not listen to it yeah that's true. <laughs> is what i think would happen um yeah what uh, uh you know the i think that uh the clean version of uh they did of the song uh bitch that is a skit they changed it to hitch and it was, <laughs> the will smith. <laughs> it was just the will smith movies audio i think on the marshall mathers lp the dirty version had that song kim where he just talks about killing his wife yeah and the clean version had a different song which is about like doing drugs Right. And that was like the cleanest thing they could replace it with. <laughs> that's the sort of shit. And that's like, yeah, when I look at the Slim Shady LP, the the cover is a dead body and is this girl's dead body in the car, which is extremely disturbing. You know, like that <laughs> shit is exactly what I didn't like. Where I was like, I'm not trying to hear about even in Stan, that part, like it would bum me out. I still liked the song, but I was like, I just hate hearing him talking about killing women and shit. It like <laughs> it just it punches you in the stomach in a way that I just do not enjoy. But uh yeah, so I don't think that shit would hold up, but again, hard to say. Like I think it would be a different crowd. I don't think it would be mainstream successful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's it's definitely I feel like a lot to uh it's a hard pill to swallow, if you will, thus the, you know. Mm-hmm. Try and a hard hill to swallow. Hey, there we go. <laughs> uh, should we go ahead and hear? Let's let's listen to Purple Pills since we've we've already referenced it a few times. Um, fun. Uh, the, these guys, they're funny guys. It's they're fun. having a good time. Um, I yeah, I was I was not super familiar with a lot of D twelve shit. I I've no I knew most of these songs though just from here like they would be on the radio or whatever or like however i would hear them but i i did i did know purple bills but i don't know what from because maybe i heard yeah. purple hills on the radio but i don't remember that it was that a big is, song okay that is funny because i remember uh like when you asked about this podcast and i was trying to think of a band that wasn't sublime which is very <laughs> difficult for me to do <laughs> who could I, think I was, of one band that's not sublime I, I just coincidentally the night before uh, on like random Spotify purple pills played and I was like, and then I went back to the discography and like just 
kind of drunkenly listen to the whole thing. Like, okay, it's just a little trip down memory lane. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was fun. I'm gonna all right. I'm gonna throw it on here. This is uh, this is purple pills. That is still very funny. That is, oh, yeah. so, 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 so. I love like, that. Can we hear the Purple Hills just a little? Uh, if yeah. you just get to a chorus, just yeah, <laughs> as a sure. comparison point, I just think it's so funny. <laughs> let me let me find it here. Purple Hills. All right, I'll skip forward past there. It makes no sense. And they still say blunts. <laughs> it doesn't make yeah. any sense. I love they that they just like a... fuck it. Just say hills. <laughs> they just had to write like two songs for every song they wrote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like in this one, he's just like a guy who's climbed Everest apparently once or twice, but who's counting? <laughs> but <laughs> in a way, the edited version, it's almost more artistic because it, it's like you're saying the same thing, but less on the nose. Yeah. It's really uh, it shows true art there, you know? <laughs> I've been so many places, I've seen so many faces. So that takes over for I take a couple uppers, I down a couple downers. Mm. Damn. Yeah. It's I mean, so those- stupid. Those could be like Jefferson Airplane lyrics, you know? That's <laughs> deep stuff. Uh, this says, uh, I love the, the artist facts about this, the uh, or the song facts about the song. The first line is, this song is about drug use. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good time. Also, yeah, the vibe is- of that song feels very much like a, like a precursor to Come Town almost. Yeah. Just a couple guys sitting around. It's, when bullshitting. we were just talking about what, uh, like, if this would be successful, I was definitely thinking of come down a little bit. Not like <laughs> I don't think that you know it's like an that's the same, but I do think it's like this the sense of humor. Absolutely, yeah, that's very funny. Uh, all right, let's see here. Let's uh, shall we hear some of Under the Influence? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Take if you don't like my shit. Cause I was high when I wrote this song. Suck my dick. <laughs> two pills I pop till my pupils swell up like two pennies. I'm Clint Eastwood in his mid-twenties. A young ass man with a trash can strapped to the back of his ass so the rats can't shoot through his last pants. I'm like a monkey at night fighting with bright lightning. Frightened with five little white biking and pills fighting him. I'm like a fucking wasp in a hospital lost. Thinking the fuck out of everything I come across in the halls. I light a candle and place it up on the mantle. Grab a knife at the blade stab you with the fucking hand. So when you find yourself wrapped up in the blinds, hurt it just two legs. Once you're hung from the drapes, it's curtains. I'm an instigator, 380 slug penetrator, degrading, creating murders to kill haters. Accused for every crime known through the equator. They knew I did it, but having blood on my gators. My weed to hit your chest like a double barrel gauging. I'm a black grenade that'll blow up in your face with a fifth in me. When I guzzle in me, I do shit on purpose. You never can be safe again. me. I'm snatching every penny. It gotta be that way, nigga, face it. That weed I sold, nigga, brigade placed it. You hiding, I make the president get a facelift. Niggas just afraid, handing me their bracelet. Chilling in the lab, wasted. I'm the type that'll drink Kahlua and gin. Throw up on the mic, don't like the screws. You can sock right on sight. And even at the million man march, we gon' fight. Man, Kahlua and gin. <laughs> Hey, and throw up on the mic. Yes, you will. That is a just, that song reminded me of like in eighth grade. I did my like school proficiency speech comparing D12 to in uh, sync. <laughs> and I remember the structure. You had to like do the uh, here have a con- you know a thesis and then examples and then supporting examples. I think I had a paragraph about how. D12 uses a lot of sound effects in their music. So, like, they said bees, and he goes buzz. And uh, whereas NSYNC does not. <laughs> and that was enough for them to be like, yeah, you, you can make a sound argument, and that's a pass. Yeah. That's... <laughs> that won the National Debate Award that year. <laughs> it was a slow year. <laughs> it was the year the movie, uh, the Johnny Knoxville movie, The Ringer, came out. We were all a buzz. <laughs> that's the sort that was in the collective uh mind. Everybody was like a little a little dumb that year. Um <laughs> all right. Uh so you just mentioned uh comparing and seek to uh D twelve, so I feel like uh, I gotta read this story that I read. Which is that, uh, so it's uh, Kaniva from D12 tweets uh, crazy tour stories about the group. So it is Kaniva, right? That I've heard him say it like five times. Today. I'm pretty sure that, that sounds right. about right. Yeah. So he, um, he was on his on his bullshit and he uh you know he was tweeting and uh he's he has some he does this every once in a while. He tells some tour stories about D12. Uh, and so he did a thread about this thing that happened with Eminem. He says, this is comedy, no drama, anger management tour. M had been going on with his right hook speech for like a few days. So basically Eminem has this speech about how he has a badass right hook. And during shows, (laughs) he kept getting up and like, and just jawing about it forever. Wait, do you just uh, know this or did you get that from the story? This is from the story. I didn't know. Did you know this? Did you see him do it? The right hook speech? No, I was just like, I didn't know if that was like part of the lore i just missed <laughs> apparently he would brag about like being a badass like fighter here and there uh, so um he but he was also extra sensitive about in sync at this time like he he was getting compared to being a boy band type guy because he was on the pop charts and he was kind of blowing up and so the guys got sick of hearing this right hook shit and they decided to fuck with him and so what they did is uh, they um, 
they were all in the, in a hotel and uh, they say first thing we did was hit the store when we got to the hotel and grab a teen magazine we find a magazine with NSYNC and we take it back to the hotel and began our plan first we inform M that NSYNC is in the same hotel then we start the mission someone writes a note that uh, a, a note to M that says if you're looking for a fight come to room 234 then we attach the pic of an NSYNC member to the note we began taking sh- uh, talking shit to him, and even the tour manager is in on this shit. We put the pick of the one with the dreads tied up at the top of uh, Joe's head or whatever he called those things. I don't, I don't know what that means. But uh, the pick looked so soft, though, which made him even more limp. <laughs> <laughs> now we began the taunting. He's right downstairs, dog. What, are you shook? Then it's the voices of reason. M, it's not worth it. You're bigger than that. Now he's torn, but getting more hype. Finally, he says, fuck it. I'm going down there. It's t- it's taking the whole tour staff and all of D12's will not to burst into laughter while we walk to the room for the fight. M gets to the door and knocks like a madman. Boom, boom. He's kicking the door. We're like, chill, man, but he's furious. Now we're hoping this doesn't go sideways, but it's too late. We're here now. Someone's Someone behind that door says, dude, who's that? M says, open the fucking door, bitch. Let's fucking go. <laughs> then the door flies open. M charges in, and uh, we charge behind him. And then Proof jumps out of nowhere uh, from hiding in the room and tackles him. M doesn't realize that Proof has been in the w- room waiting for him the whole time. He doesn't even recognize it until Proof is screaming and laughing while M has him in the air. It's me, M. Pa- M pauses and looks up. Then we all burst out laughing like hell. He was mad as fuck because he was in fight mode. <laughs> then he started laughing. Just one of the many pranks of uh, hashtag big proof. Not as deep as the other two stories, and I shortened it, but it was a memorable one. That's all. Uh, pretty good story about how that's a great story. He thought he was going to go fight in sync uh, <laughs> because they atta- they challenged him by attaching a picture of themselves and come get it in two thirty four. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could have easily been the jackass crew. That's like very uh, jackassian. <laughs> it is so funny the thought that they would use a picture of themselves from a magazine in yeah. their threat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't believe it's me. <laughs> here's, here's a picture. Proof. <laughs> Clearly, only people who have a subscription to Teen Beat magazine could get this. Also, Eminem started swinging on proof. Is that how that went? That's what they he they're saying he like ran at him and like had him up in the air and then wow which is like how do you not recognize him immediately? Yeah. <laughs> I mean like, you know proof is a, a was a black man so yeah. you would think he would have noticed that this is not a member of NSYNC, uh, the group that he hates so much. That's just how blinded by fury he was and how not racist he was. <laughs> yes, he did didn't see any it. color at all. Yes. <laughs> we should uh, point out, yeah, proof very tragic. Yes. Passed away very young. And it's crazy. I didn't realize this. As someone who, like, I liked Eminem a lot when I was, like, 11 to 13, whatever. I was really into Eminem. But I, I never realized that in 8 Mile, Mackay Pfeiffer's character is based off proof. I didn't know that either. And proof is kind of the guy who, like, took him to the freestyles and everything he's kind of the one who like gave him cred by like bringing him out and vouching for him or everything so like all of eminem's success in detroit is like all thanks to him so it's very yeah. sad that he died he was obviously yeah. very good in these songs he's a yeah. very talented guy yeah 
And they credit him dying with kind of it all really falling apart because so they they lost another member earlier on, which I've read the story. It's Bugs. insane. The, Bugs. the water oh, gun yeah. thing. The water gun thing. I didn't read a deep profile <laughs> yeah. about it because you know I'm not trying to get bummed out, but like the the story was that it was his friend's cousin got hit with like a high power water gun, and that ended up causing his death, which is insane. No. That's yes. that's what it says because he that's wanted to get retaliation. Also, <laughs> he got shot and like hit by a car and shit. Like all kind, of, like it's incredibly tragic. But also that is also weird. so like uh, that's so jackassian as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you can't be doing pranks in Detroit. Uh, it sounds yeah. like I, if a water gun can cause that sort of shit. But yeah, I also wonder sad if like all their pranks just centered around Eminem, like wanting to fight all the time. Just yeah. saying, yo, that guy's talking shit and he just goes crazy and <laughs> there's some stuff with water guns, apparently. Yeah, it could be. But so that that guy died earlier on in their in their group. And uh they said that that brought them closer together as a group. They all were like mourning together. And then when Proof died, apparently he was like the glue, is is what I was reading. Uh, and they all kind of just drifted apart after that. Or at least Eminem drifted from D twelve. Uh, sure it was also he was just so much more famous and i mean yeah. it's, it's like when people i mean to bring it back to your famous debate speech it's like when people were talking about nsync getting back together it's like well justin timberlake is on another planet than the rest of these people so it just he doesn't make doing any, them it doesn't make any sense favor. for him to do it yeah yeah it would fully just be him doing a favor wow. and i should have added that in my comparison is eminem <laughs> is the jt that's uh that would be a good point you didn't get mm-hmm. to that i don't know saying that you didn't put that in there i think i was so focused you? on the differences I, well, I mean this is uh california public schools it wasn't uh <laughs> there was no eight mile yeah that's uh that's fair the i feel like the bar at a public school is like if you can make any kind of i mean that's i i did a similar thing i've told I've already told the story on here so i don't want to do it again but about how i just didn't I ended up just playing 50 cents mini men uh, for my class. And somehow I got a grade for that. (laughs) I didn't, I don't think I broke it down or anything. I was just like, here it is. It's part of the soundtrack (laughs) for the movie that I have an idea for. And they were like, okay, that's certainly filled up some of the class. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyway, very, uh, yeah. Pretty wild story from D12. And uh, to his credit, though, to, to Eminem's credit, even after he was blowing up, he really stuck around for quite a while, it, it felt like. And maybe it's that he was getting some cred from them, but like I think a lot of it was loyalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hard to say. Uh, okay, this next song is called Girls. Let's hear it. Trying to pre-warn you Me through when I fucking see you, dog I'm swinging on you Motherfuckers must think Cause I'm in trouble with the law That I won't jog Up my sentence and double it tomorrow Y'all some girls Y'all are some goddamn girls Why do you act this way? Why do you act this way, huh? Why do y'all act like fucking sissies? You pussies keep talking shit behind my back You did some bitches for that And we all know We all know How fucking cowards grow Fucking kidneys and pretend to be down But as soon as someone calls you out You put your tail between your legs Now I don't ask nobody to share my beliefs To be involved in my peace I'm a man, I can stand on my feet So if you don't want to be in them All I ask is that you don't open your mouth 
put an opinion and I won't put you in them. Cause I don't ask nobody to share my beliefs. To be involved in my beefs. I'm a man, I can stand on my feet. So if you don't wanna be in them, all I ask is that you don't open your mouth with an opinion and I won't put you in them. See if you get me and I respond, the beef is on. But if I help you sell one record and I see you with a show, I'll strip you naked. See, I was smart. I came back and scooped up my friends. Now I got five dogs that'll die for me like I died for them. I fight for them, swing or shoot like I fight for Kim. All of them been with me through this fucked up life that I'm in. That goes for all of my dogs, from Royce to Dre, from exhibit to mailman, till I'm hoist away in my coffin. I'm never soft, but no matter how often I'm tested, I never give a fuck. I won't ever be interested. Love me or hate me as much as Fred wants to be hated. I will solemnly stand by every statement I stated. The shit that I've been through, my pencil never could pencil. But I will never be this gullible ever again, no. Next time I know when someone's copying off me, I'm not being cocky. I just know when somebody's mocking me. I stick up my middle finger, he sticks up his finger. Hey. I say fuck with Stina, he says fuck with Stina, but Mina. So if I'm doing a song with Method, the begging to get accepted. I'm pegging Fred with the bottle of dye that he pleased his head with. And as for Lisa, don't Wow. I love the, the accusations like you're copying me sticking out my middle finger. Sticking out my middle finger <laughs> is such a stretch. You're stealing my thing, man. I love he, he so he uh said fuck Christina, but meaner. It's like you're being mean. <laughs> Too mean. That Too song mean. was such a uh, huge moment. I remember going to my friend's house, it was like the middle of the summer, and he had like Kazar or Napster, one of those things open. He goes, dude. Because we were all big, you know, new metal Limp Bizkit fans as well. And he goes, mm-hmm. dude, you got to sit down. You got to listen to this. And when he says, uh, you know, he kind of starts dissing people. And then when he reveals motherfuck Limp Bizkit, we were both like, dude, what the fuck? Oh, no. It's like <laughs> oh, your boys no. are fighting. We got to pick a side. <laughs> I think it, the only I, part of that song that I like is the when he says rolling, rolling, rolling. Because <laughs> I think that's very funny. <laughs> the rest of it, I just I hate I hate his singing on the hook. I think it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. And I also yeah. think the hook does suck. Girl, yeah, it's bad. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, really it's bad. <laughs> also, uh, another kind of sort of alt righty thing. In, uh, in, uh, yes, <laughs> that one would not uh, fly these days. Uh, alt righty then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, if anything, he should change the set. They should update this song to straight white men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do they act this way? Where's the part where he says rolling, rolling, rolling? I listen to this one. It's in the chorus. He says it in the chorus. Oh, yeah, it's like, right. uh, from yeah, my right. comparison speech, D1210s <laughs> to use ad libs and sound effects, you know? <laughs> that was one of them. Oh, yes, there it is. Yeah, in fucking Bentley's. Yeah. I think yeah. it was just because what their Limp Bizkit DJ, which maybe the least prominent member, was just like, yeah, I don't think Eminem would win in a fight. And Man. then he went and spent days making songs about it. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that feeling of like finding diss tracks for the first time and yeah. being like aghast, like being so yeah. shocked, like at hearing <laughs> that, like hearing like yeah, Ether and that kind of stuff, <laughs> or like yeah. uh, hit him up, which we talked about on the Patreon right. recently. And just being like, I think just because at that age, you never really have any direct confrontation <laughs> and just hearing it is like, oh, my God, it's crazy. And it's like that he has the line about him helping them sell records. And it's like, yeah, that's all that is happening now. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like a genius thing to do because then everybody mm-hmm. wants to hear both sides. It's like the Kanye 50 cent thing. Like, let's race to, you know, how many records we're going to sell because everybody wants to hear the comeback, you know. 
And then, I also love your guys' uh, Patreon structure, where on the free stuff you talk about D12, and then the Patreon you talk about like the good songs. Like, hit up. <laughs> it's a brilliant right. model. <laughs> and I'm a brilliant model. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, that one is uh, that one's good, and I, I, I still think we have yet to see who wins that battle between him and him. Yeah, it's, it's ongoing. <laughs> Didn't Fred Durst like direct? Or, he's doing something, yes. but he's. Still wearing the hat, I think. Yes. What the hell did he direct? Sam Evans has a bit about this. Um, it was a weird movie with John Travolta, right? Oh hell yeah, yeah. yeah. I let me let me look this up here. The fanatic. <laughs> yep. uh, it is called, and it's got John Travolta with a weird ass haircut. Yeah, he looks very weird. Bowl cut. Also, see, he was an actor in mostly for millennials as DJ Durst. <laughs> I'm going to say that that might have been a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I don't know if these numbers are right, but based on what I'm seeing on Google right now, this movie cost $20 million to make and the box office gross. Let us guess. Okay. Let us guess. So it cost $20 million? Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm going to guess that the box office grossed $3 million. Dan, what's your Man, guess? I might even take the under. I might go like 1.5. Okay. Budget, $23 million. Box office, $3,153. No, that impossible. <laughs> That's what it says that impossible. Wait, hold on. My, my internet cut out right when you're about to say the number. I just missed the number. Dude, Dan, you got to hear this because it it, there's no way that can be right. That it made $3,153. Three hundred fifty-three, three thousand. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! That cannot be right. Oh my God, that is exactly what, it's it's what Google's saying. Three thousand dollars. I feel like you get like enough Brooklyn comics that would like pay to eat dinner with Fred Durst to make more money than that. Yeah, this is Hollywood Reporter yeah, confirms I'm this. That now yeah, too. fifty-two it's, theaters. A John Travolta low. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord, that is really, really sad. My uh, my internet is choppy right now. uh, It says in a handful of theaters, it grossed ten dollars or less. (laughs) (laughs) This is insane. (laughs) That is insane. I've been like at stand-up comedy shows that make more money. Yes, this is insane. (laughs) That is crazy. They literally could have just like booked like Joe Para and like. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, well, yeah, that's 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 wild. Uh, I think we may have lost Dan here at least for a moment. He said his internet's a little choppy, but uh, at least it was during mm. a time that. Uh, wasn't about the actual uh the actual thing well, you know what uh you know what the problem is tom is What's we got that? dan on zoom we needed to get dan in real life now nah, let's go we need <laughs> to get we oh, what if he should just have his head on pancakes right now as the, <laughs> as the thing opens up that'd be uh, that would just be a great bit what's up dan you're back yep yep maybe it'll be easier for you if you don't use video or something yeah that's what uh yeah, we'll try that. I'm going to give a go here. We'll try that out. All right. Um, maybe we should start doing in person again. <laughs> now that we're kind of back, we I guess we could test that out. 
but it's so much easier to do it on this and uh, record our separate things. All right, uh, let's listen to the next song on this playlist, which is Shit on You. (laughs) Tommy loves this sort of stuff. All right, here it is. Like that song reminded me of like how like I didn't lose my virginity until I stopped listening to D12. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that we <laughs> we had to get to the part which I did not remember <laughs> where he says he stands by being misogynistic, which was the original title of the show. Yes, uh, that was it. That was it. <laughs> It was a different time, 2017. I just love the whispery, like, hi, little shit. Like, I'm just layered on top of each other. It's kind of beautiful in a way. Oh, so beautiful. In a way. <laughs> in a way that things that Some suck could are say. beautiful. Angels are singing that as you approach heaven's gates. It's so beautiful. And then it was the national anthem of Germany. Am I right? <laughs> That's also one of those songs, like, I feel like if I was walking around with that in my headphones, I'd feel kind of gross. Oh, but if you're, yeah. like, with your boys, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> when you're with your shit crew, <laughs> that's the best song in the world. Uh, who, wait, was this, a, was this a diss track? I can't remember who this was about. Because I was reading about this song earlier, now I can't remember what it was. I think it was just for the public, just for all of you, us. Just, just shit on all of us. Damn, that's, uh, it's not about Royce to five nine. That's what I thought I heard. Oh, could be oh shit! Yes, Damn, that's it. That that's one. who it is. And this is uh, didn't wait. I thought that. Oh, that's weird. Because the in the thing I read, it was like Eminem stayed out of the beef with Royce, but well, he had because as like. I obviously don't know the full story, but I remember thinking Royce to five nine was really good because of the songs he was on with Eminem. 
Yes. Yeah. So then I thought it was weird that D12 and him had a beef, but I, I just don't know. Uh, I can't remember what the beef started with. I'm gonna. I want to look this up because I was also, reading about it. It was interesting. Was uh, Royce the five nine? Was was five nine his height? I believe it is his height. It's like a which is an a very odd. funny thing to <laughs> I'm gonna search Royce to five nine height right now. Yes, it does just say it does just say five nine. <laughs> and I am gonna tweet that. What a crazy That's just the funniest physical <laughs> attribute to like so highlight in your name. Five eight and a half. Royce to five nine. Five eight point two inches. <laughs> Yeah, I want to know uh, exactly what the story is here, but uh, oh, I remember one crazy thing is that I think it was proof and him both went to jail and they made up, they like made up in adjoined prison cells or something. Uh, oh yeah, I heard that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the yeah. Uh, damn it! Wait, is this stuff you guys just know, or is this from research? I, for the I show? read about this today. Okay. We do. Damn, so you you're are... playing. Uh, you're playing a little fucking phone games. We're doing hard <laughs> research. <laughs> I'm in the library looking at microfiche, talking about Royce to five nines height. Why would he go by that? That's so funny. That's insane. Five nine. Well, I watched. Uh, I watched like four different home. You know, there's a thing that you'll find when you're looking at music stuff where people make like where are they now videos like homemade Mm. and the quality is really really bad but you end Mm. up watching them when you're doing a show like this and they're trying to like be entertainment personalities so they're like making jokes you know where they're like yeah they they uh reconciled in a jail cell that's the most detroit thing i've heard of since the red wings (laughs) made the cup and you're just like oh this sucks Uh, just tell me the facts brother I i need to be able to do this myself I just do a slideshow of the same like couple stock images and the Red Wings logo. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, now, compared to like the other episodes you've done, would you say D12 has like more or less lore? Or is it all? Does every band have this? Well, kind there's of a lore? lot of there's a lot of stuff about proof. There's a lot of like many documentaries about proof. Proof's definitely like a beloved figure, mm. I would say, and the fact that he you know died tragically and everything and there's like i found like an old mtv special about d12 that i watched that was uh that was fine you know (laughs) so it was like (laughs) we've definitely we've had a little bit of we've had more ones that have way more stuff to research but this was not there was some stuff out there yeah yeah there was a little bit i recall bizarre getting some kind of instagram feud a while ago with someone but i don't know he's got the shower cap on he was like doing those shirtless instagram live things but Oh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> I had a, I had some soccer stars to play instead of watching the whole thing. <laughs> Did you have a favorite D twelve member? Uh yeah, I, I guess Eminem would have been too like mainstream. I think yeah. I was a proof guy even before, you know, RIP proof for his passing. Mm-hmm. I remember uh because all the other ones oh I guess bizarre too. Bizarre used to scare me actually. Yeah, that proof seems weird. like the coolest of the of the crew, but <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. They they called Proof an underrated member, which uh, I mean, I'm. It sounds like he was. I mean, the fact that they broke up basically, or the, the, the it was basically over after he died. I think says it all. Uh, all right, we got a couple more songs here, and I really want to play Eminem's song reflecting on the demise of uh, of D12. So uh, let's hear let's hear blow my buzz. 
I'm at the point that you were at when you were a kid, Tom, where I'm like, I need the edit. <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted it all. And now I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they do kind of sound like a like a sketch comedy group at times. Oh, this one for sure. That's like fully what it is. And it's like, would this for sure would not fly today? And it's uh, But I do think this, if we go through Tommy's Facebook memories, I think... Th- the entire lyrics from this song are probably one of his statuses. Uh, oh yeah, this is definitely good. Like like a uh, aim profile, like lyrics. When you want people to know you party that you're, that you're <laughs> cool, and that also that you uh, don't like uh, uh, women who are of uh, size. The, the, I love the line that uh, I admit was I was high, but you ain't seen me crying. That he's like. He is doing all this shit. It's silly. They're having fun with each other, at least. That's a good time. I do like how crazy it sounds in the chorus. Like, I love the screaming. (laughs) I do enjoy that weirdness. It's goofy as hell. Yeah, they get they get weird with it. They make it weird. Um, I was loving that kind of like exchange part. One of the lines is I I was lying. Yeah, that's that's good to admit when you're lying. (laughs) I, I, I appreciate a man who can admit what he's lying. Yeah. Um. All right, the last song here is uh is my band, which was the big. This was a big D twelve hit. It was uh them kind of making fun of uh Eminem's like blow up, and also the like the lead singer of a boy band type thing, and uh, fans who don't treat these guys right, and uh, divas and all that good stuff. It's it's a it's just a great. This is. This, they kid the president. This is just good satire. Uh, this is good stuff. Here is uh, my band. I don't know, dude. I think everybody's all jealous. I, or right off the bat, I want to say the the thing that turns me off about this song is that it sounds like a cell phone's like ringtone from back <laughs> in the day. Then they use that as a as as the music behind it. I really do not enjoy that. But that aside, we'll hear it. I'm like the lead singer of the band, dude. And I think everybody's got a fucking problem with me, dude. 
And they need to take it up with me after the show. Skip forward to Kaniva and uh, yeah, because their their verses uh, are like yeah, really funny. So yeah, I was hoping you'd do that. It's hard to pick a part because I wanted to hear where they're going to confront him. But that part is so funny. Yeah, yeah. That might have been. Did I skip that? Yeah. See, I know how to rap. It's simple, but all I did was read a Russell Simmons book. So I'm more intact, trying to get on the map, doing jumping jacks while getting whipped on my back. Look at that little punk ass thinking he the shit. Yeah, I know, man. By himself taking on a twist. Hey, I thought we had an interview with DJ Clue. No, I had an interview, not you two. You're going to be late for sound check. I ain't going to sound check. I'm like his crew. His only sound best. You know what, man? I'm going to say something. Hey, yo, now, you got something to say? Man, man. I thought you was about to tell him off, man. What's up? And I'm going to tell him what I feel like, and man. Shut up. You ain't even back me up. We're supposed to be cool. And I was about to talk right. Right after you, that shit is so great. It's like genuinely yeah. funny. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really good. It's like I said, it's just a great bit. And the, the, what's fucked up is like there's truth behind it. So it's like <laughs> yeah. it's weird that they're so on the nose making fun of it when it's like, you know, that there was some feelings of that shit going on. So the fact that they made fun of it, it's it makes it feel a little better. But uh, I d- the only thing I don't like about that song though is what I said is like I don't like it the production in it but I like it you know they're funny in it but I just don't love and maybe I know it's supposed to be corny too but it's uh, mm. they could have made it sound a little bit more fun that, and like even like the hook I don't know how I, f- I get it's like supposed to be kind of like an ir- ironic hook yeah. but even then I couldn't imagine going to like a top level studio and doing that unless I was on tons of humongous vicodins or something <laughs> right <laughs> but then also they have the you know the uh 
weird cultural appropriation part at the end, the salsa yeah. thing that is so oh, unnecessary to the song. <laughs> yeah. I meant to put that in it's there. just like, God, there's so many it's parts so of the song stupid. I really like. And it's like, yeah. you have to end on this. Come on. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Why'd no, you have I to do it? That. I wonder because I feel like Eminem would just do like South Park voices if he got that from that J Lo episode of South Park. Oh, yeah. Mitako. Yeah, yeah. But he would literally just right. do South Park bits on his records. <laughs> uh, look, some say it's good to do things like South Park or family <laughs> voices on your art. <laughs> Again, the Patreon is three dollars a month, and uh, you can hear Tim McLaughlin. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right that that's what he was doing, and it it just sucks. Like it's it's yes. not good. Here's the thing, though. I listening to that, uh, listening to all this uh, stuff of them having fun. It bummed me out so much to think about like modern Eminem, though. Even though it's like, I think he probably is a little has like changed with the times and stuff and like evolved. But when we, we have a lot of emo Eminem out there that, uh, window pane and all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, window yeah, pane yeah. is one of the worst. I guess yeah. that's why they call it window pane. <laughs> the worst fucking <laughs> lyric. Ugh. Nope. Uh, I remember bitching about that and then seeing Hannibal do a bit about it. And I was like, it's, Oh, he did a bit about that. He did it. Yeah. But it's like, I remember every time that song would come on before that, I would bitch to my friends and be like, I fucking, my, my, like, I dated someone who loved that song. And I was like, I can't listen to it because I guess that's why they call it window pane is one of the worst <laughs> fucking lines I've ever heard what, in my uh, life. What album was that on? I don't recall. It was the window song pain. with Rihanna. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to stand here and let you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. that one? That's what it's called? Damn. Yeah. Wow, you dated someone that loved the way that. you lie. I think love the, the way you lie. That's it. Yeah, that song sucks, uh, in my opinion. Mostly because of that. He part. needed he needed D twelve on that track to kind of uh, lighten it up a little. So there's a song that Eminem made about uh, about his time with D twelve in retrospect, and it's uh it's called Stepping Stone, and Ooh. it's about uh, how bad he feels about how things went with the 12 and uh, what went wrong and the pressure he felt to carry them along and uh, that he feels like he let them down and stuff and that he, he doesn't want them to feel used and it's really dramatic and like, <laughs> I'm going to play it. Uh, I'm going to play some of it. So uh, this is the song, the song stepping stone. Sometimes we're not even friends. We 
which reminded me this rock star was the shit y'all could have got you a hit without me on the shit if you would have put d12 on it wish i could have did more to try talking you into coming up off but i know it wasn't my fault but part of it probably is i think of all of the trips to bt and the rappers i wish that we would apologize quit maybe y'all could have clicked and got you some features but that's water under the bridge but i'm washing my sins in it till my conscience clears. <laughs> Look how he gets to say that it's water under the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> he, he keeps going back and forth. I'm going to skip forward because the last minute and a half, I'll play like 45 seconds of it is like even more. But uh, yeah, he keeps like letting himself off the hook, but not. He's like, yeah, it probably yeah. wasn't my fault, but maybe it is. <laughs> like, is it, man? <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to skip forward here a little bit. The hardest you get, all the carnage you left. This is the kind of karma you get. But turning your fucking back on busy Canava and Swift. A Freudian slip, subconsciously, I honestly wish. I ain't feel so much guilt, and y'all didn't harbor resentment. But it's hard to pretend that y'all ain't got none. I just wish I had words, but I guess they're just hard enough for this. To my partners, I can't say how sorry I am. This is not how I planned for a story to end. I love all of you, man, but I just can't be the guy. Everybody depends on for entire careers, cause that's not even fair. wow i've never heard that like like quadruple layered eminem yell voice before oh it's bad i love all you man i love all you man it's like it's the most like emo shit but like the sound is horrible too yeah uh where is the part where i want to find okay this is uh this is not how i planned for our story to end <laughs> like it's the like corniest he's ever done it but i just can't be the guy everybody depends on for their bet, uh, careers it's not even that fair. Earlier, <laughs> the earlier part where it's so real where he's just like yeah i should have let you guys uh smooth as more popular rappers maybe you could have gotten some some spots and stuff you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which we think eminem definitely just like I don't know. Did he just not let them hang? He's like kept them in the back. <laughs> they were too busy playing pranks on his ass. So he was like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I'm trying to fight and sink. You guys can't hang with other rappers. <laughs> yeah. It turns out he just didn't understand the prank. He's like, no, but I still got to fight and sink. Like, <laughs> just, I don't know how you guys switched rooms around. But. <laughs> so I, I saw in an interview about this, that he did let them know about this song before it came out. And I really wish he hadn't. <laughs> 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 Imagine just hearing this and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I wonder how you, how you feel about this song. If you're, yeah, if you're D12, it's cause it's like, he's still kind of saying not great things about them, but it's like, cause and he is still kind of letting himself off the hook. And then you just have to hear this man embarrass himself. <laughs> and it's like, I guess all is forgiven, man. Like, you I know think they clowned on his ass for that. <laughs> I think if somebody, <laughs> I would hope so, man. But it's like having been so funny and so recklessly like disgusting in your music before to like to this is don't get old people. (laughs) It's just especially as a rapper, it's like 
you just end up embarrassing yourself. This is crazy. Just that line. Yeah. And we got to be men. We got responsibilities. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, before we go to the peanut gallery, I do want to play a seven second clip. Yes. That, and it was just previously referenced. Okay. Now you get to watch a leave out the window. Guess that's why they call it window pane. Just gonna. Oh, it's so it's so good. It's it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as fucking. Because uh, uh, that's not even fair. I will always be here. <laughs> At least that song sounds good. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's uh, it's so crazy. I just remembered you sent me a video, Tommy. Is there anything you want to play from that? Before no, we that was just that up. MTV like documentary. That was, it's like twenty. Oh, minutes. cool. Okay, well, we could play the whole thing. Let's <laughs> do that. Um, all right, we got to wrap this up. We got the peanut gallery, so let's go to it. As always, we go to the uh, Patreon first, and uh, we got a couple of uh, comments from Patreon uh, subscribers here. Matthew Potter says, "My only problem with D12 is that chicks don't even know their name." Got them, dude. That uh, is lame. Cody Huey, <laughs> Cody Huey says, y'all talking about the Mac man D12 indeed packing that heat. What Damn. the hell? <laughs> I think he's more like D59. <laughs> <laughs> Still pretty good. Honestly. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we got some on the Facebook. Do you, did we get, I think we got, a yeah, there's a, the there's Twitter, some right? on the Twitter. I can read them while you get the Facebook up for sure. Uh, Kelly Collette said in quote, shut your mouth, you dirty slut. I know you want it in your butt. Poetry <laughs> is what she said. I'm going to cut and, the part where you said in quote. So it sounds like you were just saying <laughs> that to her. <laughs> Kelly Collette said, shut your mouth. You <laughs> <laughs> Matt Riggs said, I think they should have stopped at D nine. The mighty ducks attend coach's third wedding. Grigsy. <laughs> nice. Mike Garaza says, man, I was so in on D12. I bought Bazaar's Handicap Circus and pretended it was good because I couldn't believe I special ordered it for $25. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. $25 (laughs) for a Bazaar album. That's unbelievable. Uh, Austin said, I revisited Devil's Night recently and still really liked it. Uh, Devil's Night also, we should have mentioned... Um, that the origin of the name for Devil's Night is it's a Detroit tradition where the night before Halloween, people set abandoned buildings on fire, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> Detroit is built different. And that's a tradition. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Drufke says, uh, fun fact, the music for Into Club was originally supposed to go to D12. Wow. And that uh, is wild because that was like up. the biggest song of that era. Yeah. So that is really crazy. That I would have, have loved to hear Bizarre over that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, that's that's all. Yeah, there's a few more, but that's all we got time for. Uh, Charlie Rohr says D12 opened my eyes to the world of rap that to- toes the line between serious and tongue in cheek, that there could be very silly jokes in the lyrics without it being full blown parody. True. Uh, Mike O'Keefe, uh, Michigan man himself, says uh, legendary. Nate Fritzen says, yo, who the fuck got to do this before me? <laughs> <laughs> then uh, then he said, fuck. Then he said, god damn it. <laughs> Three different <laughs> poses. Uh, Jaffer Khan. Uh, hey, remember, Jaffer Khan is who said this. Uh, he said, rest in peace, proof. It should have been bizarre. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy person. 
Uh, to which Norlex Belma wrote, bruh, OMG, LOL. <laughs> uh, Adam Cousins writes, I had the pre-Devil's Night single, Shit on You, and was very disappointed it, isn't, it didn't end up on the full LP. Very disappointed. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, uh, VA Bennett says, all I know is that I wouldn't listen to a solo album from any of them outside of Eminem. Damn, VA. Uh, Alright, that's it. And uh, now it's time for us to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, Dan, you get the floor for your final thoughts on D12. Uh, let's see. I mean, what's not to love about D12? There's 12 of them. They're great. I guess 10 <laughs> right now, but 12 in spirit. 14 in spirit with bugs plus alternate bugs uh i remember i had a like a clear ti-83 in middle school and i spray painted the d12 logo on it so you know had a had a rep them a little bit nice. what is this oh, also yeah. plugs or is this just me talking no, about not yet. <laughs> no, no, then we do it we do a quick rating of the playlist uh, we gotta rate this playlist uh out of six because you sent us six songs okay. and uh you know, I'm going to have a tough time with this one. Uh, I found it, so, you know, I would go back on. Uh, there's some of it I truly did enjoy listening to. I liked listening to Purple Pills. Um, Blow My Buzz had some pretty fun moments. Uh, my band is funny. It, it's hard because it's like some of this. I just girls I don't like. It's uh, the music is not very good in a lot of this stuff, but uh some of it is funny enough to where I think I got to go with a solid uh, 2.75 out of six on this one <laughs> for me is I, I did enjoy it a little bit. I didn't, it wasn't like, Oh, I would never listen to any of this. I just don't, I find my band. I just hate the sound of it so much, even though I do think it's funny at, at times. Uh, and I feel like that about a lot of this, but you know, Hey, I think you still did a great job, Dan. Uh, Tommy, what do you think? Um, I think in honor of the fanatic, I'm going to go with 3.152 because that is (laughs) one one hundredth of what that movie made at the box office. (laughs) You know, I used I used to truly love Eminem, uh, especially like Marshall Mathers LP era. So like having a song from that, that's a guaranteed one for me. And uh, I think other than that last part, I I really like my band. I think it's very, uh, very funny and creative. And uh, Purple Pills, I think, is a banger. I think it holds up. Um, and the only thing with rating a playlist like this is you're like saying I like any of these songs could get me in front of a court yeah, <laughs> at some point yeah. <laughs> could put me on trial so yeah I can't go any higher than that but it was fun <laughs> to talk about it Dan what do you rate it about. yeah Dan so you, you, guys, it as, you guys went 2 and then 3.1 uh, 2.5 look up the, and 3.1 okay, okay, man I think I gotta go a little higher I might go 4.5 Oh, wow! Seven. I don't want to go four one yet, but yeah, I think that it holds. It holds a lot of uh, like you know, nostalgia. Yeah, my band isn't my favorite song, but I think it was like a key key inclusion just for the. Uh, oh the yeah, lore. you had to put that in there. Yeah, um, Purple Pills, like I said, is a banger. Okay, so this is a little behind the music. I wanted to include Amityville off of uh. Marshall Mathers, which has bizarre in it, just because I thought it was so funny. The first time that D12 was revealed to the public, it's bizarre saying, 
I fucked my cousin his asshole and slit my mother's throat, mm-hmm. which is uh, just iconic words. But then <laughs> disappointingly found out the rest of his verse was just about like sexual assault, which uh, that's why I take two points off, 1.9 points <laughs> off. But um, yeah, you know, they, they're not, uh, uh, you know, they learned. They're, they're men now. They have responsibilities, as we heard. <laughs> we heard that. Yeah. <laughs> and they are, are men. Now it's time for the plugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. Uh, do you have anything to plug today? Uh, just you know, follow me on Twitter, Instagram at real Dan Yang, and uh, I guess starting the first Wednesday of August, we're going to be doing a weekly at Pine Box at eight thirty. This is very hyper local. If, if you're in a if you're a Detroit person, come on out. You know. We have D12 yeah. out here too on Spotify. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Uh, I will be in Phoenix. Uh, I, I'm looking up the dates. I think it's 715 through 717 at uh, CB's with uh, Melissa Villasenor. So come out to that if you live in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and then we do Good God every two weeks at. Uh, at um, what do you call it? <laughs> the Sultan Room. I'm I'm all scatterbrained right now, and uh, so that's the next one of those is July 21st. Come out to that and uh, get on the Patreon. Tommy, what do you got? Well, this is breaking news. I just sent an email within the recording oh, of this yes. show that we have a new date for Stand By Your Band Live at Union Hall, August yeah, 5th, baby. first live show since the pandemic, aka the pandemic, and uh, we AKA are so Obama's uh, final plan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but August 5th we will be at Union Hall. It's very exciting. Uh, we've had a lot of fun live shows there, and uh, we are going to book. The greatest lineup anyone's ever heard of. <laughs> it's true. You heard it here. And if we don't do it, you may come to the show and put bullets in our bodies. Yep. All right, guys. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Thanks again, Dan Yang. And uh, follow Dan at Real Dan Yang. Check out that Pine Box show. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Keep it crispy. Bye. <laughs> Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 